Welcome to the Skill Profit Show. This is episode number five. We're going to be talking about the art of time collapsing with Ed O'Keefe. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Skilled Profits Podcast, the official podcast of the Skilled Profits community, where entrepreneurs come to get all they want out of business and life. And here is your host, speaker, and best-selling author, Justin Burns. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Skill Profits Podcast show, where we help you to go after it all in business and in life. Now, the title of today's interview is this concept of time collapsing. My name is Justin Burns, as you all know, and I'm talking with art of time collapsing expert Ed O'Keefe about how every entrepreneur can apply this method of time collapsing. You guys are going to get just a ton of value out of today. Welcome to the show, Ed. All right, Justin. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here, man. Thanks for uh, having me on. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. So just to kind of give you guys a little intro about Ed. Now, Ed O'Keefe is a well-known expert on the subject of time collapsing and he's graciously you know came on today and i wanted to interview him Uh, i was actually at his event recently and he completely blew my mind we're actually both in the windy city in in chi town um you know where you don't want to be in the winter time you want to go somewhere you know warm but um you know i went to his event and i just was i just wanted to get him on the show today because it completely just changed my way of thinking. And he's going to be talking about today. But a little bit about Ed is he's the best-selling author of the book, The Art of Time Collapsing. He's a father of seven. uh, And he's the founder of Marine D3, which sold over $50 million of products online. Ed, thanks so much again for joining us. And let's jump right in. So what I want you to do is kind of just give your background a little bit. I know I talked a little bit about, you know, you know, what you're doing, cool stuff you're doing, but, you know, let everybody in on what you're doing and how you came uh, to this concept of art of time collapsing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I, I'll kind of, um, I'm going to jump, I'll ju- I'm going to go backwards, but I want to jump ahead yeah, to the, definitely. like, you know, because kind of, if I'm listening to this, I'm going like, well, what is time collapsing? What's he talking about? And so the concept is, is how do you compress time frames? so that you get what you want in your life much more rapidly than you ever thought was possible, and you do it in your own way. And so for us as entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or people who are thinking about being entrepreneurs, um, one core question going back to the beginning that, that I've kind of been obsessed with accidentally since I wasn't trained in school on becoming an entrepreneur was how do you leap to the top of the market? How do you leap to the top? And, and um, you know, I, I got my, uh, from a family of 13 kids, wow. uh, on the south side of Chicago, I'm the 12th, you know, 13, the baby boy. Uh, my wife and I have seven kids ourselves, you know, all in, under the age of 11. And, um, uh, so I come from a very, very family oriented, uh, environment. We loved sports growing up. I went to, I was the first of all my siblings to actually graduate college, um, and I got my degree in nursing. Around that time, I stumbled across, you know, the self-help books that, you know, started telling you, you could do whatever you want in life, you could set goals and, and achieve those things. So I, I told my parents that I was not going into uh, nursing, that I was gonna go out and become an entrepreneur. They thought I was crazy. And, <laughs> and, and for, for good reason, because for the next four and a half, five years, I was broke. and. And, and here's, here's like a big thing I want to share with everybody. 
I, I was doing everything the books were saying. I was writing my goals. I was saying affirmations. I was visualizing. And, um, and, but I was still broke. And so, you know, like that period of time was very, very frustrating and overwhelming for me, confusing for me. And there was a couple of breakthroughs, which we can talk about here uh, in a few minutes. But, but, but um, one of the things that really struck me about that time is I read a book by Robert Ringer called Winning Through Intimidation. I think it was written in like That's a good book. Phenomenal book, right? And it's not, a, it's not about intimidating people. And it, it's really, it was a lot of his lessons uh, that he learned the hard way. Uh, because he was pro- improperly positioning himself in every transaction. So he was being intimidated uh, out of losing the transaction. And not, not like, um, yeah, I guess, I guess emotionally and, and mentally. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he talked about in there was this concept of leapfrogging to the top, like the, the theory of leapfrog or the leapfrog theory, which was uh, you have no moral obligation or legal legality or whatever to work your way through the ring. Uh, in fact, at any point in time, you can claim yourself to be at the top of any uh, industry, any profession or anything, and just jump to it. And the concept there was, you know, all the competition is on the stairway to success. Where, uh, and all the traditional thinking and all the uh, copying and all the people doing the same stuff are all sitting, uh, slowly moving up this ladder of success where, Time collapsers utilize um, one of its core concepts is the leapfrog theory, okay? Mm-hmm. And we just leap to the top. Then from that, we, we build uh, a system, which I can go a little more in depth. And, and so that's kind of been my obsession over the last, you know, um, 17 years as a self-taught entrepreneur, father of seven, athlete, coaching athlete, you know, mentoring uh, high-performing athletes and entrepreneurs. And one last question I guess I'll give like your audience before we start is if you step back and you think about think about it this way, basically, Justin, um, you know, it's an old Brian Tracy question, which is if you write out where you want to be in three years or, or the, the amount of money you want to make, the house you want to have, mm-hmm. the life you want to have, why aren't you already there? <laughs> huge it's, question. Huge question, right? And so, um, so what time collapsing solved in a lot of ways is, is that answer is how do you get there faster, much more quickly, and do it with more meaning and purpose in life rather than um, kind of floundering and feeling overwhelmed, which I think most people nowadays, uh, successful, unsuccessful, whatever you might call, uh, are feeling that, that sense of like overwhelmed, over busy, over, over, uh, uh, overly inbound communication coming in and, um, you know, not getting the traction they'd like to have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of start off with that. Right. And unless you come from a background of people that, you know, unless you had that family of business owners. But I don't think that's a lot of you know a lot of entrepreneurs. Right. And so you buy the books, you buy, you know, all of these different books and you say, I'm going to follow this to the T. Right. I'm going to follow what he says. Step one, step two. But you really don't realize that there's another uh, way to do it right and 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 this this concept that you're talking about leapfrogging is so uh key to to being a successful entrepreneur yeah and so what, what you start talking about there is like you know with, with what i try to do with time collapsing the, the uh new art of speed money power and meaning 
is I, I tell a story about how, you know, my son, Michael, when he was, I think he, he would kill me for telling a story, but it's in the book. So he's going to have to get over it once he finds out. <laughs> he's, ten, he, he's 10 years old now, but like when he was probably five, he was at our neighbor's house and he needed to go to the bathroom. So he ran inside. Well, the, bat, the, the problem was someone was in the bathroom. So my neighbor says, Michael, just pee in the bushes or pee in the grass, whatever. And so he pees outside. Well, then the next day, my wife sends me a text message. She goes, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, Michael just went number two in our neighbor's yard. <laughs> and, and it's because he associated with, oh, I could just go to the bathroom right here, and, oh, I got to go again, so I'll just do this. And so here's the thing. The reason I share that with you is because most people who um, are, are achieving success or feel like they're, feeling, they're experiencing a lot of friction and they're just not there yet, quote, unquote, uh, it's because they're probably doing 80% or 90% of the things correctly. They're either their strategy is wrong, the model that they're following is wrong, uh, or they just, they're missing some specialized knowledge in some ways, or even the right team member. So what I tried to do in the book was go through this process of like, like I, the first thing that I think everybody's got to figure out, and this just took me a while to figure out, is like, who are you really? Like, who are, like who's Justin? Mm-hmm. Like, you're phenomenal. You're phenomenal. I know you, there's things that you do that are phenomenal um, that people are happy to pay you for and that you enjoy doing and that you're great at and that things are easy for you when you focus on that. And then there's other things that most entrepreneurs focus on that are, are frustrating, struggling, overwhelming, things difficult. And I don't mean difficult in the sense of like, you know, sometimes, sometimes things are hard. That's okay because you're learning. But one of the key things that I, I, I noticed is a pattern in my own business life, but also following other guys, is they seem to go, they seem to be very self-aware of where they are not good, not even great, but potentially phenomenal. Like, and, and I think it's one of the hardest things for us mm-hmm. Because you fought your whole life, well, be humble, be this. But the, the magic trick is to find out what you have the potential to be phenomenal at mm-hmm. that gives you a lot of energy that people would line up uh, and gladly pay you or your company uh, for. And um, that's probably one of the harder things to figure out. And there's a pro- we have processes, there's a way to do it. Uh, but um, that's one of the first things. If you figure that out, now to model a strategy on marketing or selling or whatever, that, that becomes easy. Where most guys fail is they're going to seminars, they're going to events, and they're, listening, they're joining mastermind groups, they're reading books, and they're only focused on the tactics and strategy. Yeah. But they got to back up one chunk up like to their personal uh, superpowers, what I call it. And um, and identify that almost in the beginning. Like that, that's really where I like uh, bringing people early on. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's like really key because it's so easy to get caught up in you know reading the books and getting you know overwhelmed and frustrated. What would you say you know is the best way if somebody's like overwhelmed? I mean, I know you said you know finding you know what they're good at, but how does someone? you know, use that motivation if they're going to the seminars, if they're going, you know, if they're applying everything and they're getting some results, 
what would you say is the best way to leapfrog into, you know, fully stepping into that potential for them? Yeah. So, um, it's kind of a, a, a couple, couple questions there, right? Cause you brought up a couple things. One is like, I, one of the ch- chapter four in the book, I talk about this concept called losing the friction. So let me go there first because people who are like, are already doing good or you, this is, this applies so perfectly to, uh, people who are doing good, people who are already doing phenomenal, and people who are struggling, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't know if I should push this this chapter to the end of the book, and my editor, a couple friends told me, keep it exactly where it is, which is early in the book, um, because because I, I don't know if it's sexy as I'd like it to be. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 the sexiness part is, but this is, this is when I, I've mentored a couple pro-level athletes and what I've known by being around them is that they are already where they're at because of uh, something that they're great at and their skills and their work ethic and their uh, talent. And, and, you know, like right now, I'll hit this hard too because there's, there's like a, a couple, there's one, one or two speakers right now, like you see on Facebook all the time in our entrepreneur crowd using videos telling everybody to hustle more, hustle more, hustle more. And I think one, the problem with that is that if you ask the room, how many of you feel like you're lazy, you're not putting any effort in, and you think you need to work harder, probably less than 5% of the room would actually raise their hand. I think most (laughs) people feel like they're working harder than they should be. Um, Yeah. Yeah, right? You can't tell me that. You can't tell me I'm not working hard. (laughs) Well, but but hustling is... um, there's a component of hustling, but the, the fact of the matter is most people need to remove things. Wow. And so I call That's losing huge. the friction. Yeah. And, and so with, with, when you talk about removal, you like a guy like me, like so how, one of the best, one of the most questions I get all the time is like, Ed, well, how do you do it with seven kids? And if you followed me around for a day, Justin, you'd realize I'm, I'm engaged with my kids. Like I'm changing diapers. I'm sending them off to school, doing breakfast with them making lunches, supporting them. Could we have people do that stuff? Yes, but I realize this is a window of time in life that it's going to be gone. Yeah. And so I'd rather, you know, like, I, so I work probably about four to six hours a day, depends on, and you know, we do our seminars, obviously I, I'll work, you know, uh, all day. So my, I think a different question is, where, where's the tip of the spear that if I focus on that, everything else becomes way easier. Wow. And, and yeah, I mean, I didn't make this up, right? This, there's great books out there on this stuff. Um, but I think our society needs more of it right now. So where's the tip of the spear that if, if I just refined that spear, all the, all the pieces would fall into place almost organically. And, if you go, like, if you look at the book, The One Thing. Um, Love that book. <laughs> phenomenal book, right? And um, one thing I want to say is, so we, I'll, I'll give you that. So I, cause I wrote, a, wrote a whole chapter on time collapsing, uh, time, time reorganization, because I hate the word time management. And my editor fought me. She's like, don't write, because actually... I wrote like 30 pages summarizing my best components of essentialism into one thing. And each one, I said, no, nah, just 
give your thoughts on how it is to raise your family and do your entree. Okay, so I did that. But what I want to say is what I loved about what they did in uh, the one thing is he talked about the geometric power of, of the domino effect, where if, the, if the, the one domino in the beginning can knock over a domino that's twice the size, and then that one can knock over something that's twice the size. And so what I found is that when most guys, so now let's go back to your original question, that seminars and everything like that. Like, why are people feeling overwhelmed? Why are they? Because at the end of the day, most businesses have one or two things that have to be cracked first. Mm. You have to get it right first before you move to the next component. And, and this goes into, like, we did 30 million, close to $30 million. I mean, the $50 million in revenue is low. I, I just use that because... It's just is, it's a good round number. But we did $28 million in one year mm -hmm. uh, with Marine Essentials, and there was one massive change we made, and it was in our sales process, okay? Um, um, and my brother-in-law, I'll tell you a quick story. So my, my brother-in-law, who grew a, a tech company, uh, no, a medical device company to, uh, and sold it for $400-something million dollars. Wow. Yeah, four and seven million dollars. When he then got a, he got he took over CEO, the CEO job of another company that was in its infancy stages, but it was further along than when he was originally there. You know what he did? You know where he spent his time? He spent his time on uh, getting in the car and hanging out with the the best sales reps. Uh, on their presentation she, because he knew that if he could go out, if we could get the best presentation, the best sales process, that's a scalable component and yep. nothing else, nothing else matters. Like the, the quality of the product, the, how pretty the website is, the PR, none, that's all like a window dressing if the sales process sucks, right? Um, and so right now I'm, 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 uh, doing some free grunt work for, uh, a company that I, I, you know, hopefully I'll be on back on your show in about a year because I believe that this, this next comp, this company that I'm, uh, Jesse Itzler is, uh, uh, passionate about and Jesse's the, um, uh, was the founder of Marquis Jet, and Z he helped one of the co-founders of Zico Water, and uh, they they own Atlanta Hawks now. He's one, he's become a friend, um, and he he's really passionate about this new bread company called uh, No K N O W uh, mm -hmm. Foods. dot com, I think it is, or No Bread, and it's so good. But but I'm just doing a lot of research because that's my unique ability is looking at sales structures online, and all that I care about. Justin, mm -hmm. all that I care about, like, like the product's already phenomenal. The only thing that matters at this stage of the business before you go out online to sell is that sales process being profitable or within the um, allowable metrics to grow. And so all the guys that we hang out with or see in the seminar are going to list out 101, uh, 130, 500 tactics that they learned about retargeting, pixel dropping, uh, what type of ad, what's the image of the ad, here's one little trick. Everybody wants to share the next little trick. 
those tricks are just pluses yeah. to something that, that's more core. So the reason why I can work four to six hours a day and be way more effective than most people is because none of that stuff matters to me um, unless the core thing is working the machine, you know. So that's where I that's where I spend my time, and that's where we get the highest leverage, you know. Yeah, that's dude. That is so. Oh my god, that's like mind blowing even for me. I I never get tired of hearing you say like talk about this stuff because. I think it's so key. I mean, even if you have a six or seven figure business, wherever it is, or you're starting off, I think it's easy to get caught up in just the, the drudgery of like looking at your to-do list and going, yeah, I could outsource this. You know, some people are really good at outsourcing, but you know, it gets to the point where you still go, holy shit, like I have all this stuff to do, right? <laughs> and you're still, even even if you outsource some stuff, you're not really focused on those things that could give you the huge like payoff, right? Like that's, I think that's so really key for you guys that are listening, like focus on that thing. Like what is the thing that's gonna leapfrog you into really scaling your business instead of focusing on all the other shit that you gotta do, right? Yeah, and can I, you know, one, here's one thing there, you know, so then so then you go like, well, right, okay, that, that makes sense, right? Stop yep. doing all this shit. Yep. And actually in the book, Losing the Friction, the, the when I talk about losing the friction, clarity and power is um, is on the friction components. I go through like a lot of other. There's 12 components that I go through: relationships, judgment, like where are you judging and holding holding judgment that if you just didn't, if you were able to flow through that, it would it would release positive energy so that you can just skip through that. Um, and so we we do like this you know, hey, lay out the people in your life who are nurturing and who are toxic mm -hmm. and who are who are the people that are going to get you there. So one of the, and then I have a whole chapter on, on um, getting access to people. And the reason is, like, we don't spend enough time because when you're, when you're trying to figure out, like, well, who do I want to be and how do I leapfrog? Well, mm -hmm. guess what, brother? You got to identify the three, two to three models and the, you know, three to five, influencers and sometimes it's one mm -hmm. on how to how to how to get in there and so i tell the story of a friend of mine who was an international investor uh who he figured out that if when he would fly into country his number one goal was to get into get access to uh the wealthiest people in that country okay smart Smart, right? Because then, because guess what? Inside those small groups is what? Where all the deals are done. Okay? Now, where am I going with this? So, he figured out that if he would then, what he would do is he'd get in town, go to the nicest hotel in, in the town, start cold calling um, of law firms that represented real estate investors and high affluent investors. He would then go out and he would, the reason he stayed in the nicest hotel is because he was positioning himself so that the law firm would then send a car to get a send a car at 3 p.m. He would get in the car, go to there, he would grill them for an hour. He would be, uh, he would tell a little bit about his background but leave it kind of sexy and romantic so they had to like kind of uh, imagine it probably being better than it was. And then he would hire them for like, he'd put down, he'd say, okay, great. I want to hire you guys. I want to retain you. What is it? And he found that it was usually between 
you know, two grand and five grand to get these attorneys just to uh, represent him without anything else. So here was the point that he made, and this is what I want everyone to understand. He found that a good attorney could be worth, or an attorney could, a uh, high-paid attorney could be worth nothing as far as the quality of the attorney. Um, however, the Rolodex could be worth millions of dollars. Huge. And, and so what would happen is, within a matter of days, uh, he'd be getting um, invitations to cocktails, parties, to dinners, to the, the exclusive groups. Um, and, and so there's another great story I tell about Khan Mirza about how he wanted to have a, a billionaire mentor him. And so Khan spent like a year, he identified the five people around the billionaire who were friends. And he spent a year creating value for those five people. Because the last thing, one of the time collapsing rules we have is we never chase, we always attract. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so the same way the international investor now had the attorney bringing people to him, introducing him, creating posture, Tom created value for all these people then who, by law of nature, would speak highly of Tom. So that the billionaire who he wanted to be friends with, guess what? Reached out to him, came to him. And so, so the reason I share this with everybody is that one the one secret art that we've lost, but is the is probably the real secret to time collapsing, besides besides marketing, learning, <laughs> specialized knowledge, and finding a model and understanding modeling, and understanding leapfrogging, like because it is it, it's a process. But but if you break if you strip a lot of it away, if you know who you'd like to get access to, and the reason why you like to get access to is either a because I can create value for them which in turn will only create great things, or B, will, um, and my sister driving by us right now. <laughs> it's not my life, I'm, I'm like right outside my parents' house. Uh, but B is, so I like to create value for them, but B is I'd like to get access because in some way, by being closer to them, I'll find out more about who I am, right? Mm-hmm. That's a powerful in highly intelligent strategic mode. Yeah. So what I do, what I do a lot now, is I look at who do I want to be around, and by being around them, it it clear it clears up, it helps give me more clarity of who I want to be. Does that make sense? I know I'm kind of esoteric. No, dude, that 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 makes a, a ton of sense, and and it actually made me write down uh, all of Ed's five closest friends, right? <laughs> so I could. So I yeah. can like add value to them. But no, I mean, seriously, like that, that, that is like, you know, like it, it's all about that, like strategizing how you can, I mean, like, that's just a different way of thinking. Cause I know, I know calm and calm is, is just a great guy, but he like the way that you're positioning it is thinking about the most strategic ways instead of just kind of, you know, approaching it from a kind of straight type of way of thinking, right? Like we call it the straight way thinking, which is. You know, I'm just going to reach out to him a few times. Like, no, I mean, it's like, how can I provide value to the people around him so that, like you said, from these different laws, they're just going to hype me up, right? They're going to talk about how valuable I am. And then this guy's going to want to give, you know, his time, right? And he's going to want to give you that 
but also who you become in the process by being around these people. Like when I was at your event and, you know, I'm going to plug your event because it's so is is so mind blowing. And I love to invest in, in events and different things like that. But usually when you go to some some of these events, it's kind of like, you know, you're just like, eh, it's either like a hit or miss. Right. You're like, yeah, I got some value out of that. But what's going to be different? But when you're around those people and you're thinking about like in your in your in your um, event that I went to, I was just constantly thinking about how can I provide value to the people in this room so that I can truly leapfrog to the person that I want to become. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great that's a great empowering question, you know, great empowering question. Yes. And, um, I, I think I think what you know one 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 caution too is like the whole leapfrog theory is uh, you know you can claim your right to be at the top but you have to perform or else you get smacked yeah. up. <laughs> and what I see what I see a lot of guys doing is, is um, and this is a this is an internet marketing community and the high ticket sales community is getting the sale is is the first step in the relationship right. And like I see a few guys now that I really would love to caution them because they're charging the fees, they're getting the sales, they get they get momentum, and then they totally underdeliver. And yeah. um, that's a great way to leapfrog back down, you know. So you know the the processes we're we're talking about are are, are you gotta have value. And one thing I want to say, I mean, maybe it's because I've been around a little bit longer and I have a <laughs> I'm not as um. Like when I was, when I, I, I write about this, but, but I want to just share it with your, your group. Um, you know, I felt like I was always chasing for about my first, probably up to about a few years, till about a few years ago. And part of that is, you know, to give, because I know some people are like, well, it's easy for you to say that or whatever. But no, it's, part of it is, is when you have a system that, that creates sales, like so my company, my supplement business creates sales every day. I don't have to stress out about it, um, but my there was a, for about the first fifteen years, fourteen years as an entrepreneur, I felt like I was always chasing, mm -hmm. like oh I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And one of the things that I write about, and I'll share is that like, I, you know, I, I believe that if you write your goals down, they're supposed to happen. And but if I'm very honest with you, most of my goals <laughs> didn't happen. Like the stuff I was writing out didn't occur. And so this got me thinking that goals are not supposed to happen. They're supposed to be directional pulls that allow, um, like, allow this weight to come up. Like, so, so I write about this in the book, and I, and I share this a lot live person because I see people struggling with this. Is that you say, okay, I'm going to be obsessed. I want to make this dollar amount. I'm going to go do these things, and I'm this committed. And if you listen to a lot of speakers, they'll be like, what are you willing to do to make that happen? What what will happen if you fail? And you're it's like, oh, I'll, be the biggest, I'll be the biggest loser in the world. And you get so riled up and you're like, gosh, and I'm going to burn all my bridges. Well, you know, well, shit, man, you know, you can be really miserable for a lot of, for a lot of uh, years. Um, if, if that's your mentality. Um, and so I started relaxing a little bit. And realizing that it's not about the straight line, it's about this thing I call directional pull. Mm -hmm. 
And so let me, can I just go to this for about 90 seconds? Dude, go ahead. This is, this is gold, my man. Go ahead. So, so like I started thinking about like this concept of like creating a tsunami of success and this concept of directional pull, which is something I had read in a book 20 years ago by Tim Peering called Mastery. Uh, the, the Tim Peering, T-I-M-P-I-E-R-I-N-G. If you read that book, then you read mine, you'll see that he has influenced me greatly. Um, but the tectonic shit, or yeah, the, the tsunami was this concept of like, how do you create a tsunami of success? And with time collapses, I started studying people like J.K. Rowling. Like, how did she go from zero to selling 450 million copies of her book? Mm-hmm. How did uh, Sarah Blakely go from 5,000 bucks in her savings to in seven or eight years, whatever it was, having a billion dollars, being worth a billion dollars with spanks? How did Tim Ferriss go from being a dude running a supplement company who decided to travel the world, now has three New York Times bestsellers, probably the most influential podcast, uh, at least in our space, and, and it, you know, has access. How are these people doing? Like, these are all different walks of life, brother, right? Yeah. And um, so, you know, even recently in the, in the UFC, you see guys that have been fighting for 14 years, and all of a sudden they're UFC champions. And so, you know, it's the whole overnight success. It took 15 years, right? But here's what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say was a, tecton- a tsunami occurs because there's a tectonic shift with underneath the ocean, potentially hundreds of miles away from land. Nobody sees it. The only thing that can detect it is a radar, yet it builds up during all the momentum under the ocean. And by the time anyone has an idea of what just happened, it, it, it's so great and so, so um, you know, furious and so, uh, you know, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And the liking to that is very much like if you're, if you're driving in a wakeboarding boat and you're pulled, you're driving, you got the, you know, the wake's huge behind you and then you just go right into neutral you'll feel this big wave come behind the boat. And I call it, the, that's called the wake. And so when you start looking at these concepts and you apply these concepts to the goal, and you have an understanding of like, look, I might be grinding away a little bit underneath the surface for a while, but if I know where to focus, like as far as the core, core uh, machine to focus on, in, in, in internet marketing, you've got to, figure out your, your sales conversion process uh, in, in, in actually most businesses, that's it. Um, and until you do, that might take you two years. But here's the question I would ask people. Would you spend two years and invest a lot of money? Like, like, and I don't mean like stupid money. I mean like very strategically intelligent on this one thing and patiently wait it out and patiently grind away at that rather than try 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, things that are scattered. And uh, Ezra Firestone, whose company is doing over eight figures, uh, doing over seven figures a month in the, in the skincare business. E-commerce right? guy, spent, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He spent five years trying to figure out the best way to, to, to make that sales process work. And now it's just killing him. But he was patient, diligent, persistent, 
focused on the right thing and, and you know, and kept moving along. And so, uh, like with podcasters, man, you just got to plug away. And you got to figure out where's my business model behind the podcast so that I can afford myself to spend time uh, creating value for my audience. Yeah. You know, that's a grind. It doesn't happen overnight, you know. Um, but I think a lot of people think, well, I'll just throw stuff out there and it's going to stick. Now, that's the wrong way to think. You know, use, you know, use a model that's proven and then backtrack the model and then look at comparable models to see what fits your personality best back to the superpower thing. And then the last thing there, Justin, I guess, is, you know, you really just want to get these things aligned and it takes time. It does. I mean, that is what to focus on. Get alignment of these, these processes and then, um, and just when you get a pulse, you just got to crush it. When you're hitting something that's working, oh my gosh, you know, you got to ignore everything else and go, you know, yeah, yeah, and 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 that's that's a that's a whole way of thinking and and being an entrepreneur, man. That's why I love your stuff and 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 I'm gonna devour your book, man. I mean, that's that's I'm gonna study it. I mean, it, it, it's so much amazing gold uh, that you're saying because it, it's easy to get caught up in just you know just following somebody else's way of thinking and opposed to uh, which is what you do when you study personal development stuff, right? But you know, focusing on, you know, what are those things that kind of grinding away at those things that will give you the most impact. But, but I want to kind of take a step back just a little bit, yeah. right? Um, just a little step back. You, you, you generated $28 million in a year, which is, you know, not an easy feat, right? For, for a lot of companies kind of walk us through, you know, the thought process of what you did to kind of, you know, leapfrog? Like, what was your thought process when you kind of said, I got this idea, we're doing well, but what was the thought process that made you kind of go to, you know, thinking you guys can, you know, go to $28 million in a year? Well, well, yeah, okay, so here's what's funny, I'll tell you about it. So I, I think this is what else is a beautiful concept that everyone's got to understand, is like, the world has plans for you and has, has possibility for you that you just can't imagine. Yeah. And let me actually back up. I might write a book on this whole concept, which is if you listen to the interviews, if you listen to interviews of really successful people that just absolutely stuff took off, a commonality, and this goes to the gold point as well, a very good commonality is that many of them said, I never imagined in my wildest years that this would be my life. I mean, they, they, yeah. they'll, they'll say something like, I knew I was going to be successful, but I never believed it was going to be like this. And so that, that goes back to like the gold thing. I think gold can constrain you if you don't allow the openness for, and unattachment to it. Just, I want to hit that real quick. Okay. Yeah, that's huge. So, so, for, so for me, on a piece of paper I had written out, I will have 10 custom formulations, which means I own them myself, mm -hmm. supplements that are super high quality. And we will do, I think, 10 million a year. That was my goal. And we started off in direct mail, and I was, I was in direct mail for about a year and a half. And one thing I didn't do is I, I self-funded every business that I started. And one thing if I was gonna do direct mail over again, I would create a war chest. I'd probably bring on a couple investors and get a couple million bucks in the bank because 
as you grow in direct mail, there's a, it's a very slow cash flow cycle. And if you want to keep scaling, uh, uh, you need to accelerate the speed at which you get back in the mail. Okay. Um, and I can go more in depth on that if you want, but, but, but I was like, Oh boy, like, you know, like I'm profitable, but I, I I'm out of money. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, around that time I was, uh, at a live event. Actually, I, this is why people got to go live events. Someone was talking about doing email drops, like, you know, renting lists and going going to, like, targeted email. So I was like, you mean I could do exactly what I'm doing in direct mail, but do it online. So I took my sales letter, stuck it online, and did an email drop. And I was profitable within, like, three days. And I was like, whoa. In direct mail, I was profitable in, like, 45 to 60 days. But online, <laughs> I was profitable within three to five days. Wow. I got that support. And so... I followed that trail. Like I started doing, I personally, I had to go learn how to go buy media from email. So I started buying all these media, emails up. And the challenge I had was it was similar to like offline where I was profitable, but I, I wasn't, the conversion rate wasn't where it needed to be for me to scale it. So for about the next 9, 10, 12 months, man, we were adding customers, we were doing between 200000 to 500000 a month in revenue. Um, and it fluctuated because of the direct mail would come in and out and then the email drops. So you were just doing you were just doing email drops and, and direct mail at this point? Yeah. Okay. And so this was before. So then we moved over to a video sales letter. And then I had the idea of like, well, Marine D3 was able to help with like like it's, it's really a, um, you know, I'll get you a link for your, your subscribers to, they can get a free bottle of it if they want. The reason being is because it is literally a super supplement that helps with anti-aging, helps with the eyes, helps with the heart, helps with the joint. And so when we were in direct mail, we were doing this whole like story about this seaweed extract, which was ours. That is like, uh, 10 times more powerful than blueberries, like all these, the antioxidant level stayed in the body 12 hours longer. It was just so much more potent and it helped you, it was more of an anti-aging pitch. So, and this is, um, I do talk about this in the book and I'll share it with your listeners now, like, you know, um, and we teach this in Time Collapsing Academy, like one way to improve your conversion rate and, and, and increase the speed at which sales happen is you take your offer that if that's more benefit driven and you flip it and you go, okay, what is the core biggest pain that my customers are having? And then you zero down on that niche. And so what I did is I took the same product and created like 10 different uh, video sales letters, one for joint, one for fatigue, one for, uh, for uh, memory and, and, um, and brain, one for eyes, one for uh, joint pain, and one for blood pressure. And so the first one we tried was blood pressure. And man, I'll tell you, literally our conversion rate jumped almost by 40 to 50% like overnight. Wow. Yeah, and then the second thing I did, and this is another thing that's really important regarding modeling, is I looked at people that were selling um, supplements in different categories and in different industries. 
So I was so focused on like we were charging 39 bucks a bottle on indirect mail because guess what? That's what everybody else does, indirect mail. <laughs> and then there was a company selling um, selling uh, supplements to golfers and they, they were charging like 70 bucks a bottle. So I increased, I doubled our prices. And, uh, and the craziest thing ever, man, is we uh, increased our conversion rate. By doubling your prices. Well, we increased our conversion rate by getting more niche specific. And mm -hmm. then we increased our transaction size by like 100 bucks per sale by increasing our price, by doubling our prices. So, so the reason why that's really important for everybody to understand is, is those are the two leverage points, whether or not you span it out over 30, 90 days or six months, like whether or not you're saying like, okay, what's our average value on day zero, which ours just increased by almost 40%. Or whether or not, like your company has the cash flow to say, we don't care about day zero, we care about day six months. Which, by the way, is the trick. That's the big differentiator between most of the guys in the cash flow business online and the guys doing uh, 40, 60, 100 million a year or more. Mm -hmm. Those companies don't care to make, they don't, they don't care if they're profitable until month six or yeah. year one. In fact, there, I did an interview with Brian Kurtz. Uh, who Brian's amazing. Yeah, he's uh, a great guy. I love Brian. Love him, right? So he was the president of Border Reports, one of the biggest uh, you know direct mail companies of all time for InfoBooks. And they they didn't care to make pro they just were looking at eighteen months. So if you don't have to be profitable for eighteen months, what kind of strategic advantage could you <laughs> have, right? So so those are the two. When I talk about like where do you focus? And why everything else is just noise, assuming you have a phenomenal product, right? And there's a case for dry testing and other testing like that at, at certain times. But nowadays, with the transparency of social media, um, that transparency is the speed to growth if you've got good stuff. Yeah, and if you got bad stuff, it's the speed of disaster. So, with that said, level playing field. Can I get my customers in, and how do I create an offer that gets them in uh, faster? And then, what is the average value of that customer? And then, as a company, you just got to decide when do I need an average value value, be it a certain dollar amount. Uh, so that you, and the other metric is you need to know what is our cost to acquire a customer. And as you're all starting to probably figure out, if you lay those three things out, cost to acquire a customer, average ticket, and conversion rate, these are the core metrics that allow you to start knowing where to focus in your business, okay? Yeah, yeah, and for you, that was, you know, email drops, and you, and you took that. I think the smartest thing that you talked about was just you know modeling obviously which is something that you say you did and then also you know you 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 found out what your customer's biggest pain point was and you tested all these different things and you found the biggest kind of you know like where the customer was exposed right where they had all these different things in their head and you went and you targeted that and that's how you scaled your business but that is the concept of what you're talking about 
which is, you know, the art of time collapsing, which I think is just so, it's so huge, man. I got so much value out of your, uh, just out of your seminar. It was just amazing. So now before we kind of get into that and talking about your book and talking about just how people can just even take it to the next level of what you're doing, um, let's, you know, what we always do in Skill Profits is we always talk about the three key takeaways. I know you talked about a lot of stuff today, but kind of yeah. just give it to us in a three, like three steps. What can we take away? How we can apply this concept of, you know, time collapsing? What are those three major steps? Yeah. So can I, can I, before I answer that, can I just, I want to, I want to give everybody one caution to go for <laughs> about, it. <laughs> about, about growth. Okay. Yep. Is, is going back to that is, um, the reason we didn't sustain the level of growth I have is because we grew too quickly. So mm-hmm. w- w- what I would what I would say, and this is why, like, I like mentoring. This is why I love running seminars, right? And I love getting our guys like you, guys like your the people listening, guys who are out there doing a hundred thousand, doing a couple million a month. You know, like that's why I love being in that environment because. There was a friend of ours, and you met him. He was the last event where uh, they were doing, gosh, they were doing like 300, 400 sales a day. And, and, and I asked them a question about their, their average ticket, what their, what their offer was, what their rebuilds were, what, how many average transactions per customer. And he couldn't answer a lot of the questions. And I told him right there on the spot, I was like, bro, your business is about to explode in a bad way. Like it was yeah. going to blow up on that. Yeah. And then he came to our event. And then I, we gave him a couple quick quick tips. Like, this is what you need to do, like, right now. He didn't, he didn't totally listen. And then three months later, he's at our next event, like, totally devastated. Company's gone. He got screwed out of money, blah, blah, blah. And so what I wish I did differently back then is in, we can go, I mean, I can talk for three hours a minute, but what I wish I would have done differently is when, when it started working, everybody wanted to promote my product, like everybody. And what, what I think is really important is you stay focused on, uh, on sustain. What is my sustainable growth rate that if I, if I, uh, build the infrastructure and the tracking and technology to, to, to support it. Once we grow at it, we can stay there and keep growing. That's a better question than, hey, can I get this company to 30 million or 50 million? Because the reality is that you can simply by just buying more media, okay? Um, and so that's one thing I would tell everybody, like, you know, you gotta understand like what sustainable growth rate is and your infrastructure being ready for it and your technology being ready for it. And, mistakes we made is we tried to upgrade our technology too soon. I hired probably and did too much responsibility to a couple people. And these are the types of things that I'm very, very passionate about that. Like, uh, you know, I'm excited to go at it again with where we're at with the new social world. We repositioned some of our products and, um, and I've asked myself, well, now what if we just decided to keep this business for the next 30, 40 years? So that when I'm 65, it's paying me a couple million bucks a year, and it's just awesome, <laughs> and it treats people amazing. That kind of thinking um, has allowed me to relax a lot and be a lot more purposeful with my uh, plan. So I don't know if that helps at all. 
No, that's that's <laughs> I think it I think it's easy to to get caught up in not focusing on the things that you need and and dude, I mean, so much gold from today. I mean, I'm I myself like I tell people this. I'm going to listen to this a few times. There was just so much, you know, bombs that were dropped in this interview. It was just just absolutely amazing. So, um yeah, okay, so, so the so the three, three things, steps. All right, I got here's the three. Okay, number one, number one. Um, it, well, I have a chapter on relationships, power relationships, mm-hmm. and I and I go like this. I go, you gotta go. You gotta have two, five, twenty, one hundred, one thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll do this really quickly. Two models. I don't recommend more than that. Okay, you you look at two models. I'm gonna go replicate their system and get get the results. I'm gonna be literal with their system. Okay, I'm going this in depth on the the real secret of models. Number, uh, uh, then the number five, what does five mean? Five is, you have to have five people in your life that you could be what I call naked in the shower with. And so, I tell the story in the book, but <laughs> what it is, means is you have to have, if you don't have five people in your life that you can call up the phone and say, I absolutely dropped the ball and screwed this up so bad, or, I'm, or, or I just got this lawsuit, or my wife, my, like some, I did something really bad, and you don't have like the three to five people in your life who, are going to support you unconditionally and help you get out of that situation, you need to start figuring that out and nurture those relationships because those are the relationships. And I, what I found, that came from a big family, come from a tight-knit neighborhood. I'm very open and transparent. You're not, I'm not hiding anything. And so for me, it's very, very easy for me to have tight relationships with, with people. What I found by having guys come to seminars they don't have five people, and they don't have the model, and they don't have um, mentors. 20. 20 is the number of mastermind partners, give or take. 100 is strategic relationships that are going to promote you and your product when you go live. This has to be a long-term strategy. And 1,000 is the 1,000 true fans concept. And so all the other tools we teach um, are based on a, a system, and that's the relationship system. So I'll give you, I know it's a lot, so I'm going to give you number two. Number two is, since your goals aren't going to happen ex- as exactly as you think they are, and you're going to be waking up five years from now chasing another goal, take a deep breath and re- enjoy this process. Um, my life is so much richer and so much more wealthier because I love like you wouldn't believe and embrace and squeeze my family and my every day because I love it. I'm embracing it. It's not easy getting up at 4 a.m. because my baby has an airing and changing a diaper and getting the bottle and then having to work and then going to train and doing stuff. But I embrace that, and that's part of the mental toughness, the edge that we do. Uh, number number uh, three, I don't know what number two is. I think I just gave like five. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna stop there, bro. I'm gonna stop there. I bro, think that was being, like five. Oh, no, no, <laughs> that was like yeah, here's, five. Yeah, here's, here's my here's my last one. I wrote a chapter on this because I thought it was important. Important. Kindness works. Kindness works. We be kind because there's no reason to alpha up. There's no reason to posture yourself. There's no reason to do anything. When you start looking at the people that are really making a difference and they're doing it the right way and they're successful and they feel good about themselves and they're making, you know, they're kind. And you have a choice. You can go through life being right. You can go through life being better. You can go through life 
pump, pumping your chest. You can, you can do all that stuff, but it just causes friction. If you choose a kind path, you might lose in the short term on some things. It's, it's, it's true. Awesome, man. But overall, but overall, your energy pattern will attract into your life the, the people and the quality of people that, that are, uh, are just going to go out there and really be, always be kind. There's never a reason not to be kind. The, 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 the micro few exceptions would be in self-defense situations <laughs> or really gut situations, which, which we could totally talk about at a different time because trust me, I'm not, I, w- I would never be kind in that situation. I could be very, <laughs> be very, very opposite. But I think that's the flexibility of the human human capability. So, uh, yeah. yeah, man, that's that's huge. This has been this has been awesome, man. You know, um, and 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 thanks so much for doing this. I mean, if you guys don't know, um, Ed is just a straight up guy. I, I I reached out to him a couple days ago, and usually people schedule are all over the place. And I know you know you're a busy guy, Ed, and and I mean literally, I mean we hooked this up what about two days ago, <laughs> like a day ago or something like that. Yeah, so. I you know it's funny like that's why I don't teach time management and time collapsing. I you know I, I teach my more like life prioritization. But but um quite frankly, if I'm being totally blunt with everybody, like this will sell my book, and this yeah. is that's a sales process, and it creates value for people. So this just trumps all the other to do because it was a, it was a uh, thanks to you, Justin. No, I should be thanking you. Uh, because you're giving me an opportunity to share the message to do the number one tip of the spear thing that we're focused on right now is create value, get the message out there, sell books. And the, you know, as everybody knows, or I know you know, we're for your audience, we're giving away, uh, giving away my book free. Just we ask people to pay shipping and handling, and people think I'm crazy. Well, why would you do that? And bluntly, it's to bribe people that if they totally love it which I know they're going to, um, I want them at my seminar. I want them to follow me around. I want them to share it. I mean, that's the, that's the way we make things happen. So uh, we are in the best time of life right now to create something. You are. like Everybody who's listening to this came to this call today with momentum that they're not even aware of, that they've been building up for 10, 20, 30 years, that is about to be like about to be um, come to fruition, and this call might be the thing that says, "Hey, look, you know what? You've been waiting too long. You're looking for permission. Yeah. This is your permission slip. Please, you're doing the world a disservice by not doing it. The worst case scenario thing that could ever happen is you get judged by some people. Well, guess what? They're giving you the biggest blessing and biggest favor." By, by allowing you to go, okay, cool. I know you're not the five people naked in my shower. I know you're not my top 100. I know you're not my thousand. I know you're not my top two. Great. Now I'm not putting any, any energy towards that those worlds. Man, I could go on all day. I, I mean, I love this stuff. This is what we do. This is a, my kids. My <laughs> kids, uh, brother. Like this is they're in an environment where they're hearing. We're, I don't preach this stuff to my kids. Like this is just what this is who we are. So, so I, I, I should be thanking you because this is all about getting the word out and about really empowering entrepreneurs and people who want to be entrepreneurs or people who are sitting there who just like listening to success mindset stuff, who want to get in the gym. Like if you give up guilt, if you give up judging yourself, and if you give up comparing to other people, 
success becomes a lot easier because you're not stuck in these friction points. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I appreciate that, man. And and the biggest thing is, you know, it's kind of why I started this this podcast show wasn't just to. I didn't want to bring on, you know, nothing against health, you know, health, uh, self-help experts, you know, nothing against them, but I didn't want people to get that. I wanted people, you know, the whole point of me starting this show was to help them. You use the term leapfrogging, right? I wanted them to get just high value people where they would want to pay. Like I would totally just pay for this, this podcast show, right? Like that is yeah, high value. Totally right. Yeah, I mean, that's how valuable this has been. And that's how I want every episode to be. So that's why it was funny, man. I was going through your um I was going back through the the material. I found it in my desk, you know, because I hadn't put it on the bookshelf yet. And I found it in my desk. I was moving some stuff yes uh two days ago. And I was like, dude, I have to interview Ed. Like I was I was just yeah. reading through the notes, brother, like going back through it, and I was like, dude, this is mind blowing stuff. And and I got to reach back out to Ed and get him on the show because this is just like really crucial stuff for everybody to learn, dude. And so like let's let's kind of I think you've earned the right right to to talk about you know your book. Um, I know you were talking to artofcollapsing dot com, but kind of tell us about you know uh, the opportunity to get the book for free. Well, it's, they can go to timecollapsing dot com. I know you have a special uh, link. Uh, that I would ask yeah, yeah. To we'll have a we'll have a link below below the show yeah, here. But but everything that we're doing is going to be hosted at timecollapsing.com and go from there. We have our academy, we have our our uh, our book, and then we have in October in in Nashville we're doing a three day event with all of my handpicked world class experts. That some guys have sold over a billion dollars in sales. Some have done multiple hundreds of millions. Some are doing a couple million on Amazon which is amazing because it's half of that profit. Uh, one of my good friends does like 50,000 leads a day on Facebook, profitable, while also running a charity. Uh, I mean, we're just an amazing man. Another friend that will be there runs the, the largest U.S. Uh, wind, cordless window blind company in North America, and he's an amazing guy. Uh, you know, he's you're just uh, the 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 MC for the event is myself, obviously. But even though I'm speaking a few times, but I brought in um, uh, Navy Seal Chris Smith Jr. He's like the reason I brought him in was because he was one of my coaches at the 50 Hour Hell Week experience I did, and uh, he's known as the one percent of the one percent of the Navy Seals. He was I think he was in uh, uh, Team Six, Seal uh, Team Six. And um, he, he's there. So, so my life right now, Justin, is to surround myself with people who might be better than myself, and to absorb that, and then to to allow my clients and friends so that I see that it's interchangeable opponents uh, um, as to embrace that. Someone asked me recently, like, well, how do you spend time? Like, I got interviewed by Entrepreneur Magazine. They're like, well, how do you? Spend spend time with your friends. And I said, oh, easy. I only do business with people I like, and I only have clients I like. So <laughs> my life is just everybody's my friend. Like, I, I don't have any non-friends. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think what people enjoy about our environment is that it's very family-oriented from the perspective of it's very warm and, and uh, very transparent so people don't have to worry about a thing. But yeah. that's it, man. That's it. I hope everyone loved it, and I uh, appreciate you for having me on. 
Yeah, dude. So everybody, guys, like there's a link. There's going to be a link right below if you've enjoyed this, which I know, you know, you're crazy if you haven't. Right. So make sure that, you know, you click the link below. Make sure you get Ed's book. It's absolutely amazing. I'm going to be reading it. Uh, he sent it over today. I'm going to be devouring it over the weekend. I'll be done with it, um, you know, before the weekend is out. And I urge you guys to do that as well. Check out Ed's. This, I mean, his, his stuff is just absolutely mind-blowing. So listen, Ed, thanks so much for coming on, dude, at the, at the, uh, at the last minute. I appreciate you, man. Um, you know, thanks to all the entrepreneurs and in, in the audience for joining us on this week's uh, podcast show. Again, I'm Justin Burns. Ed, you got any last words? No, have an awesome day. Appreciate you guys. All right, guys. We'll talk to you on the next show of The Scale Profit Show. Take care.